Hello, my name is Luis, and I welcome you to my podcast, The Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. In this podcast, I will be talking about everything energy, from the law of attraction to biblical teachings to spiritual enlightenment to numerology. I will also be talking about a very powerful and important practice of forgiveness, repentance, and transformation called Ho'oponopono, which, by the way, I use in my personal life on an everyday basis. In these uncertain times we're living in, we all need some guidance, inspiration, and uplifting. But most of all, we need healing. We need to know that love and peace are still alive and still reign supreme in this universe. And on this podcast, we will all learn how to have them both in our lives so we can all learn to live in peace and in harmony once again. Thank you for listening. I am your host, Luis, the Prophet of Peace. I am the I. I come forth from the void into light. I am the breath that nurtures life. I am that emptiness, that hollowness beyond all consciousness. The I, the it, the all. I draw my bold rainbows across the waters. The continuum of minds with matters. I am the incoming and outgoing of breath. The invisible, untouchable breeze. The undefinable atom of creation. I am the I. And hello everybody, hello again, hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast, the peace program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Hello, happy Sunday everybody, happy Sunday, happy Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning here with me, I'm not sure what time it is there with you, but good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever, whenever you're listening to me, whatever time you're listening to me. It is Sunday. Today, welcome to the Peace Program. Today is, as you guys know, Sunday, Bible School Sunday. All right, Bible School Sunday on the Peace Program. Once again, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Thank you for joining me once again, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys um, sending me all kinds of uh, messages and emails. And uh, submitting your questions to me I will um, start doing my uh, question and answer segments On the peace program uh, Apparently um, you guys like that uh, that segment On the peace program So I will start doing that segment uh, more, more and more frequently as time goes by And as the peace program progresses And goes into different uh Topics and different scenarios And talks about different issues of life and society Okay Thank you very much for that one as well mm, Once again um, This is today a Sunday is Bible School Sundays Bible School Sunday uh, Where we basically talk about God and the Bible And uh, discuss different topics of the day and of society and are basically related to what's happening today 
and in society at this very moment in time where you're listening to me here at the Peace Program. Um, today, the topic for today, by the way, is going to be hate. What is hate? This particular topic I uh, basically chose because it, it just came to my mind. It just it comes out of inspiration. When things come at me out of inspiration, they just basically come at me. And by the way, thank you guys for joining me here on YouTube as well. I'm sorry, I apologize uh, to acknowledge you guys. I, I forgot to acknowledge you guys, that is. Thank you very much for joining me here on the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. And I'm pointing to the camera for the uh, uh, the YouTube viewers and my YouTube audience out there. Um, of course... Uh, here on the podcast, my viewers already understand and hear me, but they, uh, if you guys on the uh, podcast who are listening to me here um, uh, with the audio version, of course, of the podcast, you can go in and go to my YouTube channel, The Peace Program, uh, and you can see my ugly face if you wish. <laughs> or you can just listen to the podcast and just, uh, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> It's your world guys, it's your world, I'm just living in it Anyway, today is Bible School Sunday, once again, reiterating what I was talking about uh, And today the topic for today is going to be hate What is hate? That is the topic for today It seems like today everybody's just looking for an excuse to hate It's just, it's basically an excuse to hate Society, people I mean, there's just hatred all around. It's hatred, I mean. Society wants to label it and call it all these things or prejudice and uh, hate, uh, racism and, and this and that and, and discrimination and genophobe and this and that. This cancel culture itself is basically a world of hatred unto its own. Cancel culture is not coming from a bunch of people who want to be good do-gooders or whatever. Or who who get offended just because to get offended. No, no. This is just, this is a world of hatred, ladies and gentlemen. Cancel culture is coming from hatred. Okay? You're being, you're being manipulated into thinking that you're the one who's hating. But in reality... Society is the one who's hating. And because of that, they want to do away with all of these things that we once valued as important. They want to do away with things that we once valued as actually being significant in life. We, they want to get rid of things that were actually viewed as funny in some cases in life. Comedians, nowadays comedians can't even say jokes because they'll offend people and they'll say things like, oh, you're racist, oh, you're xenophobe, and you know, this and that. And in reality, it's just coming from hate. It's just hate. Racism is hatred. Racism is hatred. And all its pomposity and all its glory. Tell me about it. I know about it. I know exactly what racism is. Racism is hatred. Prejudice is hatred. 
prejudices. And I know that de I definitely know all about that. I know everything about that. Coming from a world where I am different and going and being in a world where I am different, I understand these things all too well. And they all lead to one place and one place only. That's the place of hatred. Whether somebody wants to up and call you a racist or, or somebody wants to call you something else or homophobe or, or genophobe or whatever they want to say or whatever. They're just being haters. They're hating on you. They're hating. And in reality, they're just hating on themselves. The people who the people who say things on post things on social media and then they say things like, oh, don't judge me. The only one you're judging is yourself. Ain't nobody judging you but yourself. So when they come out with things like, oh, uh, don't judge me. And they see things that they know very well are pushing buttons in them. And also in you. They end with the words, don't judge me. You're the only one that's judging yourself, man. You're the only one that's judging yourself when you say things like that. The other thing, the other day I, uh, I posted on my Facebook... Um, that the uh, thing about humanity that I, I kind of hate myself. I hate myself. Not I don't hate myself. I'm just saying that I myself hate rather. I should say that. The thing about humanity that I myself hate is when someone comes up to me and says, I'm a good person. Louie, you know what? I'm a good person. Usually I have to find out the hard way that they're not. And that's the way my life has been all the time. All the time, ever since I can remember. I can, I, I can remember talking to people and all them. And the only thing that comes out of their mouth is, I'm a, good pure, I'm a good person. I come to find out that they're really not. The people who say that they're good people are the ones that are just forcing you to be with them. To be around them. Because... In essence, they just don't like themselves for who they are. That also is hatred. I understand what hatred is. And society is teaching that to our children. It's teaching that to our cultures. It's teaching that to our generation. I mean, my God, when is this going to end? This cancel culture situation. When is it going to end? Are your children. I don't have children. So I'm just going to say this flat out. Are your children going to have to go through this? Your grandchildren. Your great grandchildren. Is this going to be intact until they're here? I mean when is it going to stop? When does this ever stop? I think I believe like the pandemic. And yes I said pandemic. Like the pandemic. The only ones who can stop this is us. Because we are the ones who created this. We are the ones who created this. How? Once again, with our feelings, with our emotions, with our own energies. We created this situation. Just like we did the situation with the pandemic. We created it. Hatred is there. Hatred has always been there. Hatred has always been there. It's, it's the trash... That gets swept under the rug. That's what hatred is. It's basically the trash that gets swept under the rug. You know, when you're cleaning your room and you got a whole bunch of stuff. And you got a whole bunch of dirty, 
you you got a you got a dirty floor and basically you got a you, you got a cover or you you got a carpet to cover it with or whatever and then you get to cleaning and just to be just, just to do a, a, a half ass job you you sweep the dirt under the rug so in a sense nobody will see it that's exactly what hatred is. Hatred has always been here with us. Hatred has always been in existence. Now, those of you who want to challenge me and say that, oh, people are haters because this and that, whatever, 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 you don't know. You just don't know. You have to question that particular scenario as to what I'm saying. You have to question when hatred or how long hatred has been if you have to question that then you just don't know but you better ask somebody because that's the way it is it's it, it's real it's real hatred has existed even before i was born even when i was born even when i was growing up and i'm 48 years old people always hated on me they hated on me because either i was hispanic or mexican or because I was disabled. One of those two. They either hated on me because of my race or because of my appearance. And I always had that. I always had that. People were prejudiced toward me. They're prejudiced toward me because of the way I look, because of my clipophile syndrome. That's prejudice. And basically, that's also hate. It's also hate. Now they. Society likes to hide that these things and they keep doing it. They're hiding hatred with words like um, Racist oh you're a racist They're hiding hate with words like homophobe. Oh, you're a homophobe You're you're trans you're transphobic They're hiding hatred Because they themselves hate themselves but they're projecting the hatred onto you with different words. It's kind of like I said right now. You're sweeping the hatred under the rug. But it's still there. It's still there. I mean, hatred is always going to exist. We can't really do anything about it but transform it. Transmute it. And how do we transmute it? How are we going to transmute it? With the opposites. What's the opposite of hate? Love. Love. But see, here lies another problem. Another problem in society is that we don't know what the hell love is. What is the meaning of love? When we all when we when we talk about love or when we hear about love, we hear about this twisted type of humanistic, demented type of love. And we associate it with romanticism. We associate it with We associate basically we associate it with relationships. We associate that with relationships, and, and then and, and then you got these movies and stuff. These movies manipulate us and try to show us what the meaning of love is. And then we got these songs, love songs about whatever you know, ro romanticizing love when that's not really the type of love I'm talking about at all. I'm talking about the love that exists in the Bible. I'm talking about God's love. God's love is real. 
God's love is natural. God's love exists without conditions. Without conditions. Now, now, here's what I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all. Because I don't just talk to talk. I talk to explain. Okay? What I just said right now, God's love exists without conditions. That's going to kind of be a counterintuitive statement. You know why? Because in the Bible, the word if, 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 comes out 30, 335 times. Louis, how do you know? Because I've read the Bible. I know the Bible. I understand the Bible for what it is. I understand God's heart. I understand God's mind. And because of that, I'm a stickler for words. Remember, I mentioned this in my earlier episodes of the Peace Program. I'm a stickler for words. And that word, if, comes out in the Bible 335 times. You don't believe me? You can pick it up and read it yourself. In fact, I encourage you to read your Bible. I encourage you to look for God other than where everybody else is looking. Which is in religion, which is in, in the Catholic Church or, or whatever type of church you're going to religion. I urge you to look for God the other way. Look. <laughs> Sorry about that. I dropped my mic again. Look for God the other way. Look for God the other way. And what do I mean by the other way? I mean learn to read the Bible the right way. Right now we're coming up on the uh, month of October. And October is of course as you guys know. Halloween time. Halloween time. So everybody's coming up on there. On social media. And they're bringing up their little scriptures about what. Holidays are and how holidays should be and how holiday uh, Halloween shouldn't be celebrated because it's not a time that is a, uh, a it's a time that is against God or whatever. And they're just bringing up little scriptures and they're posting little pictures of the scriptures and screenshots of the numbers and screenshots of whatever the uh, the 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 Bible verses are saying. No man, pick up the Bible and read it from the beginning to the end. Then you and I will have a conversation, an intelligent conversation concerning the things of God. Until then, don't waste your time doing stuff like that. It's just a waste of time. Stuff like that is a waste of time for everybody. That's why I said, that's why I said earlier, God's love is unconditional. But there is that little if part right there if comes out 335 times as I mentioned that's God saying if you do or if you come back to me I will come back to you if you are willing and obedient then you shall eat of the fruit of the land he says in the book of Isaiah but if if you do right the right things will happen if you do wrong, the wrong things will happen. He told he, he told Cain in the book of Genesis when he rejected his uh, offer. Because remember in the book of Genesis, 
And I know I apologize. I'm all over the place uh, when it's coming up to the Bible. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make a point as to how God functions in our life. And how God thinks and how God uh, responds to us according to his ways. Uh, As I was saying, in the Bible, when Abel and Cain presented their first offerings... It seemed pretty much like Cain pretty much just got uh, just, just just got whatever he wanted, just put it together, and God saw through that. God saw through that, and even though they were his first fruits, in a sense, a real sense, God rejected that offer, but he re- he accepted Abel's offer, and he tells uh, he he tells Cain, he says, "Hey, why are you mad?" Why are you angry? Didn't I tell you that your sins will be at the head of the table? He says, basically telling him, didn't, didn't I tell you that if you did wrong, that if you did right, you're going to do right? That if you did wrong, you're going to do wrong? That's what he's basically telling him. You don't believe me? Go ahead and read the book of the Bible. Read, read the Bible. Doesn't matter to me. I'm encouraging you guys to do this. I'm encouraging you guys to do well for yourselves. Like the book of Isaiah says, learn to do well. So that it may be well with with you all the days of your life. That's why these things are happening. These things are happening. And, And as I mentioned, we must learn to transmute hate with love, with God's love. That real type of love that brings peace. In a sense, I myself have hated. No, actually, not in a sense, really. Really, I myself has uh, was a hater. I hated. When I was young, I lived with hate. I know what hate is. I know exactly what hate is. You know, when I was younger, hate, to me, seemed like an emotion worth dignifying. And you'll see this from people in, on social media and whatnot, and they'll say things like, Oh, I don't like the word hate. I don't use the word hate. No, no, you don't. You don't. But you'll use words like racist or you'll use words. You'll use other words besides hate. But it's hate. You're not fooling nobody. You're not fooling nobody. And then they'll they'll flat out describe themselves as being good-natured persons who don't like to use hate. But you're using hate and you don't even know it. I did it. I did it. When I was in my 20s, hate basically seemed like an emotion, a a, a better emotion to trust than love. It was almost like I was trusting the emotion of hate more than I was trusting the emotion of love. Why? Because hatred is easy. It's easy to hate. It's it's a lot easier to hate somebody than it is to love them, really. It, It really is. In the beginning, in the beginning, hatred is like a drug. Hatred is like a drug. In the beginning, it gets you. It feels good. It feels good to hate. It feels good to 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 blame people. It feels good to just like. It feels good to be the victim sometimes. It does. It feels good to be the victim, but it gets old after a while. 
like drugs. You know, like drugs. Once you once you've taken drugs long enough, they kind of be they they kind of become ingrained ingrained in your system. I know when I was smoking crack in my days, and yes, I did. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm going there. As I mentioned in my other episodes, I did do a lot of drugs when I was smoking crack. I loved it in the beginning. I loved it, but then there came a time where it was like I was smoking that crack pipe, and the effect just literally took like seconds, and it wore off. And guess what? I wanted more. I wanted more. That's how it is when you hate. It feels good at first. It feels good at first to hate, but then it ruins you on the inside little by little. It starts ruining you. And before long, people start seeing who you are. They start understanding what you're all about. And it's okay. I'm not, I, I, I'm not, really, I'm not really talking about or, or trying to convince you to change because of people. It doesn't matter. The outside world really doesn't matter. What I'm talking about is the inside world. Your world. Your inside. The hatred that I felt for myself on the inside was deep, man. I'm telling y'all. Ain't, ain't nobody lying. The, the, the hatred I felt for myself. First of all, being born disabled. Being, a born, being born in a body I did not ask for. Man, that sucks. That sucked. Being born in a world where everybody else was normal except me. That fucking sucked. I mean, that sucked. And I hated it. I hated every step of it. And all my life, I, I, I felt like I couldn't do anything about it. So I played the victim. See, that's what hatred does, though. Hatred makes you play the victim. That's why people go around calling you racist and homophobes and this and that. Because they're playing the victim. Because they're covering it again, once again. They're covering the hate. They're covering the hate with their victimhood. Okay, forgive me, y'all. Forgive me for interrupting the uh, podcast episode. But it is time to pay the bills. We'll be right back. That's what I used to do. That's why I said it's easy. They're covering the hate with the victimhood. And I lived like that for a long time. You know, I hated myself. I hated my family. Well, mostly my mother for having me been born this way. And I hated God. I hated. I hated. You know. So I know exactly what it's about. Incidentally, speaking of God, you know what? God hates as well. God hates as well. In the book of Proverbs, God tells you, well, actually, King Solomon. King Solomon tells us that God hates. God hates six things, he says. 
See, King Solomon was a wise man. He was the wisest man of all, the wisest king of all, Israel, the wisest king that Israel ever had. Even though Israel is called to this day the, the city of David, his son, King Solomon, was the wisest one of all the kings that Israel has ever had. God gave him that wisdom. God himself gave King Solomon that wisdom. And King Solomon utilized it in ways that he even he couldn't understand. Because the wisdom that God gave him was all beyond understanding. The wisdom that King Solomon had was way beyond his own understanding. And he wrote the book of Proverbs. Along with the book of Songs. Along with the book of um, Ecclesiastes. He wrote that. He wrote those books. But in, book, in the book of Proverbs in particular. He writes that God hates six things. And he says. There are six things that the Lord's hate. He says. Seven that are an abomination to him. He says a. Uh, he, he says the six things that God hates are haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that make haste to run to evil, and a false witness who, bear, who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among his brothers. Those are the things he hates. God hates those. Now some of those I even I'm guilty of. Some of those I'm guilty of. I'm guilty of some of those. Because I did that. I did those for a long time in my in, in my youth. In my own youth I did those for a long time. So I was a pretty good hater to say the least. I hated. I was even jealousy. Jealousy. I was jealous of my own brothers. I was jealous of them because they were normal and I was not. I was jealous of them because they had girlfriends. It was easy for them to get girlfriends and it was an, it, it was hard for me to get girlfriends. It was easy for them to go on dates than it was with me. I don't know what it's like to go on a date with a woman. Actually, I kind of do. But I don't really consider those like dates. I've gone out with women before. Yes, I have. But not like an intentional date to learn to love a woman. Romantically. Remember I was talking about God's love. This is not the God's love that I'm talking about right now. Right now I'm switching it up. You know, when it comes to women. I loved women. But the problem was that they never loved me back. See? But the thing is, the important thing I'm trying to mention to y'all is that I hated that. I hated that. I had hate in my heart for those things. And nobody could get me out of them. Not even God. Not even God. Not even God. As I mentioned in the... uh, in my earlier episodes, I, I did a segment, a three-part series segment of the peace program called Depression Does Not Know God. 
depression does not know God. For real, that's true. Because even though I wanted to reach for God and back in those days, I couldn't. Because there was hate in between us. And as I mentioned, jealousy. That's hate too. That's hate also. I was jealous of my brothers. Basically, I was jealous of other people that were basically doing better than me. And that was hate. That's hate. Everything that doesn't bring joy. Anything that doesn't bring you peace. Is hate. Everything else is hate. I mean. Even us. Even us. We, we, we manifest the hatred so much from within. That we don't even have to call it hate anymore. That's how serious it's gotten. Society has manifested hatred so much that they themselves have decided to sweep it under the rug and call it other things besides the word hate. And I see this all the time on social media once again. People saying, oh, I don't like to use the word hate or uh, hate is a strong word and I don't use it. No, you don't use it, but you manifest it for damn show. I'll tell you that you will manifest it for damn show. I don't care. I, I don't care if you use the word hate or if you say the word hate or whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is you're manifesting it. How, how do I know that? Because of the kind of stuff that is happening right now at this moment in time. In society. We are manifesting the hatred that we do not want. It goes in line. With the law of attraction. Gotta remember. The law of attraction. As I mentioned in my other episodes of the peace program. The law of attraction is like it attracts like. Even that which you don't like with emotion. Is going to come to you. It's more important than that which you do like with emotion. And it's a force, man. It's a force. Everything you like, everything you want in your life, and you show proof and you show emotion for it, it comes to you. But on the flip side, everything you don't like and you show that with emotion and passion, it comes to you as well. We're attracting all this crap. We're attracting all this hate and all these things and... And it's not good for the spirit. It's not good for the body. It's not good for the soul, man. It's not. I had a friend of mine, and uh, we—I had a friend of mine uh, who I met a couple years ago. Well, actually, I met him in 2005. I think it was. I met him in 2005, and he was a cool guy. He was, uh, as a matter of fact, I—I I, I talked about him in uh, my episodes. Uh, Depression does not know God. Because I was, I found out that he took his own life. He took his own life. As a matter of fact, last month he took his own life. So this friend of mine, uh, well, he was a friend of my brother's first, my younger brother. They worked together. They worked together in a call center in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This friend of mine, this friend of ours, he was a good guy. He was a great guy. Now, his uh, true and natural colors, 
started coming out, of course, at the same time, society's true and natural colors came out as well. And I'm talking about, uh, I'm talking about the minute the president, uh, President Trump was elected. The minute President Trump was elected, everybody showed their true colors and the separation began. And it was unnecessary. It was all unnecessary. Because at the same time, good things were happening. Good things were happening. Bad things were happening. And then we were playing the victim because we were blaming the president. We're playing the victim because we're blaming the president. Well, anyway, this man, this 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 badass brother that I'm talking about, he started manifesting this hatred, and he started posting it on social media. He started post. He starts posting memes about how he doesn't like the president and this and that or whatever, whatever, whatever. And it was just hatred, just straight up hatred, just meme after meme after meme after meme, and it was just ridiculous. And every time I would see this guy, I would be like, dang, man, stop crying already, dude. He won already. Leave it alone. Whatever. But he just kept doing it. Boom. Kept doing it. Boom. Kept doing it. Boom. Posting meme after meme after meme. And it gets ridiculous after a while. The body, even your body, your body, your own body says to you sometimes, hey, whoa, dude, give it a rest. It gets rolled after a while. And you know how it manifests? You know how that manifests itself through the body? It manifests itself in the form of sickness. In the form of sickness. When you have all this uh, uh, unwanted, unneeded, unnecessary energy. It manifests in your body as sickness. And hatred. Hatred just the same. Hatred manifests itself in the form of mental illness. See, the more this guy started doing that to himself, because he was doing it to himself. Because you know what hatred also is? Hatred is also resistance. It's resistance. You're being resistant to somebody, something or somebody that you don't need to be resistant to. You're resistant. What's resistance? Resistance is holding back. It's, it's holding back. It's stuck. You're you're being stuck to yourself because you're you're thinking this way or you're feeling that way or whatever. You're resisting it. You're resist. A lot of people were resisting the fact that President Trump was president. My friend in particular, he was resisting that he was he 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 was that we had a new president. He was resisting. The fact that we had a new president. He was living in resistance. See, when you live in resistance and you're talking smack about people or whatever, you're not hurting them. You're hurting yourself because you're hate. You're using hate. By the way, that's another word that covers uh, hatred. Resistance. Resistance. As I mentioned the more you talk smack about somebody, the more you talk smack about yourself, the more you talk smack about the world, the more you talk smack about society, the more hatred, the more hatred is invading you. The more hatred invades in you and comes in you and eats at you. And it happens. It happened to my boy. I mean, this guy, could, uh, he, he, I, I'm serious. This guy was just posting stuff and posting stuff. And... 
Now, I don't know if he was walking around because, see, by this time, we had already left Tulsa, Oklahoma, my younger brother and I, so we really never got the chance to hang out. We never got the chance to hang out anymore. And then, so, he was living so much in resistance that we was never talking anymore. We was never talking anymore. Because every time I would tell him, hey, man, stop crying already. He's got the, he, he, he's got the position already. You, you know, you ain't got to, you ain't got to be in resistance no more to it. But he was. And as I said, the more you live in resistance, the more you're hurting yourself. When you live in resistance, you think you're hurting other people. You think you're disrespecting people and you're talking mad, mad stuff about other people or whatever. But the only one that you're really hurting and offending is yourself. When you live in resistance, the only one you are truly hurting and offending is yourself. No one else. No one else. Because you're hating on your own self. And you're picking it up and you're taking it up and you're carrying it with you like an anchor. I did. I did. I carried hatred like an anchor with me. Because of all those things that I mentioned before about my family, about my mom, about God, about my brothers. It was just hatred. Hatred within me. And that's how the world is right now. That's what's manifesting outside of us. Not inside of us. Outside of us. That's what's happening. We have the power to change this. We have the power to make it better. I already said how. By transmuting it with love. See, every addiction in life, this is what I have no, uh, come to understand and learn because of my own addictions. Dealing with my own problems with addictions. You're not necessarily giving up anything when you're going cold turkey on anything. Like if you're a smoker and you decide to quit smoking, you just can't give it up just like that. Just to give it up. Because your body's going to resent you for it. Your body, I guarantee you, will resent you for that giving up of that of that vice that you're doing. Whatever it is, smoking, eating, um, drinking, whatever, whatever, overworking. In other words, the mind needs to have some sort of compensation for what you're trying to give up. You can't just go on sheer discipline. Sheer discipline isn't going to cut it. A couple of years ago, I was uh, I was diagnosed with something called insulin resistance. That's uh, that's pre-diabetes. For those of you who don't know, pre-diabetes. Pre-diabetes consists of uh, having a lot of stuff in your body that you're not supposed to have. And of course, me being a drug addict, a former drug addict, and a former alcoholic, and a former uh, a former basically a former low life. I would basically, literally, just put things in my body that I wasn't supposed to, treating my body like a garbage dump. And I had nobody to blame but myself for this insulin resistance, for this pre-diabetes, for this condition, and. I did my research though, and the best way to help yourself is to not just 
give up the foods that you like. Not just go on a diet or whatever. Because that's depriving that's depriving you. It's depriving you of living the life that you're not living well. Basically it's saying, oh, because I'm sick now, I can't eat those awesome pizzas or those delicious hamburgers that I used to eat before. And when you're thinking like that, man, you'd rather be gone. I mean, I was thinking like that when I was diagnosed with this crap. I'm like, what's the use in living? I mean, I love to eat these type of foods. I love to eat hamburgers. I love to eat pizza. I love to eat good food, whatever. I mean, if I'm going to have to give all that, well, what's the use? I might as well just go, right? But no, it wasn't like that. It's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. I did my own research, though, and uh, I found out that fasting helps. Fasting. So I do quite a bit of fasting. But let me tell you something. It's, uh, fasting is also a form of depriving yourself from food. And the reason I brought it up is because when you do that, your body resents you for it. My body was resenting me for the fasting. One time I decided to fast for three days, or in other words, not eat for three days. Man, I couldn't even sleep. I couldn't sleep because I was hungry. The, the, the first two days were murder. I couldn't sleep because my body was just basically fighting me. And it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline. When, especially when you don't utilize it the way I never did. So the body was fighting me. And I could tell you right now. I just mentioned the fact that I used to smoke crack cocaine. <laughs> giving up sugar was way more difficult for me than giving up cocaine was. And that's the honest truth right there. That's the honest truth. And that's exactly, ladies and gentlemen, why we can't just give up hatred just like that. Because the society that we live in will eventually end up eating itself from within. And it'll end up resenting us for it. And I mean us, what I mean by us, I mean society in general. And speaking of God, Jesus also hated Jesus also hated he hated the Pharisees anything that was anti-God Jesus hated the Pharisees were all about their rules the Pharisees were all about their own doctrines and their own laws and they would say things like, the law of Moses forbids this, the law of Moses forbids that. That's why Jesus was giving all kinds of, uh, uh, all kinds of teachings to the disciples and all kinds of teachings to anyone who wanted to follow him and learn from him. And the disciples were not one of them. They weren't, they weren't a group that didn't, they were a group that didn't like him. They were a group that were against him from the get-go. Even when they learned of everything that he was doing. The miracles and everything. And they were still trying to get him. They were basically trying to 
crucify him without putting him on the cross first. And they did. When he when he performed miracles in the book of Matthew on the day of Sabbath, they tried to get him for doing that. <laughs> and Jesus already knew. He saw right through them. He saw right through them. So, I mean, this is an issue that must be dealt with from within, ladies and gentlemen. From within. And, well, as I was talking to you about my friend who uh, would manifest all this hatred on his uh, social media. Unfortunately, that, that hatred that he was manifesting... Or that was manifesting itself from within. Eventually ended up. Eating away at him and he took his own life. That's what happens with hatred. That's what happens. I mean look at me. I've talked about my journeys. How I was so consumed with hatred that I tried to take my own life. Eight times. Because my hatred wouldn't let me live right. It wouldn't let me live right. But now I know how to live right. Now I know how to deal with my own hatred. I know how to deal with my own depression. I know how to deal with my own bitterness from within. And it all happens from within, ladies and gentlemen. Peace, as I mentioned, peace begins and ends with you peace and ends and begin peace begins and ends with me <laughs> I'm all getting tongue-tied over here anyway that's how we can switch it around that's the best way to switch it around upon us you know and we don't have to end up like that we don't have to end up in bitterness we don't have to end up in in, in 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 depression and in mental illness and unfortunately what happened to my friend I mean if uh, if he could have if he would have given himself uh, a better chance to learn how to love then perhaps he would have given himself hope and he would have found hope he would have found hope within himself Anyway, thank you very much for joining me today on the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you guys are having a good day. I'm glad uh, you guys uh, are blessed. And uh, before I leave you guys, how do I leave you guys? Well, never ever take your lives for granted. And as my beautiful cousin used to always say, be blessed. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Peace Program, the podcast that brings the best part of you out of you. All the information we discussed here today can also be found on my personal blog post at www.peaceprogram.info. That's www.peaceprogram.info. For questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions, 
about anything you've heard here on the podcast here today, you can reach out to me at theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. That's theprofitofpeace at gmail.com. Thank you once again for tuning in. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace be with you, all my peace, the peace that is I, the peace that is I am, the peace for always, now and forever and forevermore. My peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you, not the world's peace, but only my peace, the peace of I. I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you, I forgive myself.